Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for, for being, asking me. Thanks for being on my podcast. That was okay. I got um, it. We're not even going to edit Saturday. that out. Yeah, Last that's day. just Last gonna, day of the meeting. We're going to keep that in. You and I have known each other for a little while. We have. But we've never really sat down to chat. I know bits and pieces about you. Yeah, we've, we've passed a lot in the aisles of a meeting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a few funny. little nuggets. It's usually funny. Like, you'll know when is a good time and when isn't a good mm-hmm. time. Because there's, like, deep conversations yeah. that yeah. are always being had at these trade shows. So we're, we're recording live at the... Vo- at the where are we? Chicago We're at Mid-Winter. Chicago Midwinter Chicago, in Chicago. Usually I don't know where I am. I and I woke up. Just helping a girl I out. I woke up this morning and I'm like, I had to switch hotel rooms because they oh. overbooked the hotel. And so apparently my reservation was only two days instead of the four. Whatever. So then I moved to another hotel and I woke up and I was like, where am, where am I? I? And mm-hmm. I look around. I'm like, am I at a different meeting? Like, have I have I been in a coma this whole time? And I don't know where we are. Yeah. Um, well, I was no. kind of feeling that way too, but for a different reason because you know I was going to be done on the floor yesterday, and then I ran into you, and I said, "You're a good reason to come back for another Aww, day." Thank you. <laughs> that I'm honored with yeah. a you because I'm Canadian. Uh-huh. So I spell of it course, of course. Well, I I've wanted to interview you and. Always in-person interviews are better, yeah. I find. Like, you know, we've done the Zoom thing for the mm-hmm. last few years. We want to, like, It's good see, to see people again in 3D. In mm-hmm. real life. So, you know, we're going to get to know you. We're going to get to know you in this first first part of this episode. Your interview today is going to be three different episodes. I don't know if I told you that. It'll be shorter clips. The middle one will be something of educational value slash CE usually. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And then last one will be some very rapid fire questions. I, I did, I did hear about that. Oh no. Who told you that? <laughs> oh, Alessandra told you. Uh Oh, I, I thought I, Karen I, told you. No, I said, do I get the question? She said, no. no. I said, Ooh, I, oh, well, let's play that game. Yeah. It's a good game. It's a good game. We do that one at the end though. So let's if I ever do a podcast though, I get to return that favor. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> So it's funny. I interviewed with uh, Taylor, two hygienists. Yeah. Well, the one of the two hygienists. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the questions he asked me at the end was, what do you wish someone would have asked you during this episode? I'm like, oh, so many different things. So I get to do that here. Yeah. Let's talk about your, your life, your career. Um, let's let's go to the beginning. Like, where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? <laughs> Were you in the band? Like, Yeah. I am the middle of three siblings, now the oldest. Maybe I'll share a little bit about that. Now there's two. There were three, now there are two. I grew up in a suburb outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. And then uh, when I was 12, my family moved to uh, the center part of the state, right? We were going to be moving up north. I was going to get a horse. Oh. My brother was going to get a pond. A he pond. Got, he got the pond because my parents <laughs> were had Were there to, fish in this yeah, pond? Like well, we had to put fish in it, oh, okay. but they dug the pond to have the fill for the yard where we built the house oh, right okay. and so I never got the horse maybe oh. that was a good thing but yeah um, yeah so my family moved up when I was 12 I mean challenging time to move right when you're the new girl tallest girl probably in the seventh grade you and yeah. I share that tall thing yeah and you, you um, take the tall thing though you yeah do. I might have a an I don't know who's taller you. you or Emily Bogey have we ever done a side-by-side I think I'm about two inches because I think she says she's 512 uh, I'm 510 so uh, today, maybe si- not. We need a side by side, <laughs> flat foot right. side by side. Yeah, the challenge, the, challenge. the Midwestern challenge. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, seventh grade, new kid, tall girl, glasses, you name it, right? Not a, not a fun time to, to move, but uh, my family moved uh, into that area. We had family, wanted to get our family into an area that was a bit more rural. And um, today that's where I raised my family, mm. you know, met my husband there. Where, wait, <coughs> go, back to, go back to pre-12 years old. <laughs> what kind of kid were you? Um, what would you say you were, what were you like? As a small human, do you remember? Stuff? Yeah, I, I do. I do. I, I remember actually. So here's a great example. I think I was always someone who uh, challenged the norm, mm-hmm. right? Like if I saw something and wanted to do it, even at 12, like there were things I remember saying to my dad, well, why can't I do that? And he's like, well, you know, think about it back in the day, yeah. like 77, 78. You were a girl. Yeah, I was a girl. A lot. I was yeah. a girl. And so, of course, my dad um, was very much into the wildlife and doing things that were, you know, outside. And I said, well, why can't I do that? You know, because my brother was two years older. And he said, well, there aren't any girls who do that. And I'm like, and? And so, I mean, that was probably the first time he said, I'll have my hands full with this one. Uh-huh. Um, and I had a, I have a younger sister who's like four what years. Kind of stuff? Like, are you hunting? Uh, yeah. Like fishing? Yeah. yeah. Hunting, like fishing, riding, just riding around in a tractor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, stuff. just stuff like that, that, yeah. you know, when we moved up north, it was kind of the normal. Um, we didn't have all those things in the city. And yeah. I just thought, well, why can't I? Hmm. Um, which probably is a driver of, you know, where I landed today, which yeah. I know we'll, we'll talk we'll a little bit to, about. Yeah. But um, I just always saw possible or maybe didn't, I don't fear change um, and I don't fear challenge. Um, And I feel like even at this stage of my life, you know, my 57 year old self is still saying self, why don't you try that? Now, Mm. sometimes, you know, my legs say, yeah, maybe you shouldn't run another marathon, (laughs) stick with a half. But um, so I was always that kid, you know, who challenged. I was... um, I liked school, you know, I liked Were learning. You a good student? I was a good student. Did you have to study really hard to get good grades or uh, did it just come naturally? That's a really good question and I will tell you uh, fu- I'll fast forward just a little bit because I didn't have to study really hard. I was very blessed that way. And um, I tell this story, when I got to hygiene school, the very first exam I had was an anatomy and physiology exam, and I didn't really study. I sort of flipped through my notes, and I bombed it. (laughs) And that that was that pivotal, that's right, served (laughs) me right, and it was that pivotal moment of, okay, this is different, right? Because I think things can't be easy all the time. A, Mm -hmm. you never learn anything, Mm -hmm. and you probably just never quite understand the privilege of the things that are coming your way if everything is just easy. Yeah. So so that was, that was one of those, okay, this is a different, you know, you're you're swimming in a different lane now. Um, In high school, what were you like in high school? I was in the band. Okay. Uh, Well, I was in the band in junior high. Let me envision (laughs) what you were like in high school. Okay, so I I envision (laughs) that you were in high school. Now I know you were in the band. Uh I think maybe they put you on a brass instrument because like she was a big tall woman so we're gonna put her no you're thinking of bogey didn't she play the she tuba? played the trombone oh, or, the trombone. Tuba or something okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I feel like they would have done that to you uh-uh. too it's like let's punish her for being a, a tall woman in her class yeah so maybe I was wrong because I feel like they wouldn't have put you in the front row with the little flautists just uh, because that was not the norm back then in fairness the band was middle school okay. I, I like had to think about it wait did I, I didn't 
continue in the band in high school, okay. but I played the clarinet. Oh, okay. So that's in between flute and it tuba. Is. I know. Like it's somewhere in the middle. It's like the medium. I was so I played the clarinet also. Oh yeah. And I, I was like the medium sized person uh-huh. at the point. Uh huh. Were you first chair? I hate those norms. No, I don't even remember. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I wasn't I an overachiever then. The norms. <laughs> no, I it's know. It's like if you were small and dainty, you would play the flute. But if yeah. you were like a bigger person, you would just stand in the back with the yeah. boys. Yeah. In fact, it's funny because I remember the first time I was ever, um, and this was at an ADHA event, and they were taking a photo, um, and they had the risers. Yeah. And so the tall people actually went in the front. And it's funny how you remember some of these things, right? I was like, oh, my God, that's like one of the first times I've ever got this in the front. been in the front. I used to be very sad in elementary school because I liked dresses. So my parents would put me in dresses, and I'd have a dress with, like, the matching stockings and the matching headband. Nobody ever but saw them. I never got to sit yep. in the chairs in the front. Like, the other girls in my class, their legs crossed. I had to stand in the back, and I was always right in the middle. Yep. So you could always oh, spot yeah, me because they, they would mm-hmm. pyramid out. So it was me yep. and James Chu. <laughs> James Chu was a tall <laughs> Asian boy in my elementary school. And all throughout elementary school, it was me and James Chu always, like, side by side. Yeah. And at one point, I was taller than him, and then he sprouted up. So it was like this, yeah. I had yeah. a big crush on James I mean, we, we lived the same <laughs> uh, journey. I don't, I don't remember who the person was standing next to me, but I do remember many times saying, no need to tell me. I know where I'm going. Yeah. Right? We, uh, like they always wanted me to do high jump. Like, <laughs> I wanted to run, like, cross country. They're uh-huh. like, no, 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 you're going to do high jump. Like, yeah. why am I going to do high jump? It's, well, I don't want to do high jump. Who knew we had so many similarities, maybe, in growing up? I was a runner. It was um, the norm, though. Like, that was yeah. the unfortunate part. And I don't even know if that... I don't know anyone that's in elementary school or high school now to ask them those questions. But I feel yeah. like those gender inequality activities from school were just like, well, we're going to, it's like the Montessori concept, right? In Montessori schools, we're like, we're going to identify what this person's really good at and then put them in that. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, there was no identification. It was like, we're just going to put them in that because they fit those qualities. That's right. So like, if you're tall, you must play basketball. Or if you are a tall woman, you must do high jump. Yeah. Or running long jump. It was the running long jump and high jump that I had to do. Yeah, I was not a jumper. I I I wasn't either. I was really (laughs) bad at it. Like the short kids were so much better at high jump than I was. Uh My legs just like didn't want to do the things that they were supposed to do. I feel like I had one of those moments though. And it's and you're reminding me if it was I don't remember if it was middle school or high school, but you know we were like trying out for events and track, right? And for some reason, I had on a pair of jeans that day, and they were my brand new Levi's. Oh no! Um, So I don't know, maybe it was seventh or eighth grade, right? And they said we want you to try the hurdles, probably because you know I was sixty percent legs and you know forty (laughs) percent body. And I remember uh, going over that first or second hurdle and I caught my foot and I destroyed my new jeans. Oh. And I was like, who, who, who do I get to be mad at for yeah. that, right? Um, so yeah, I wasn't a hurdler, wasn't oh. a jumper, ran cross country, yeah. was a distance runner. And okay. even still today, um, love to run. I uh, think we ran the 5K, the ADHA 5K together in year. 2018. How can you remember that? I'm trying to remember the I location. Have a, I have a wicked memory. It was in... Um, was it Tampa? Nope. It was in Louisville. Oh. And uh, it was the like tie-dye run. And it was raining. And it was raining. Yes. <laughs> and it was okay. pouring rain. Yeah. And then we all went back to this like place where wet. we like soaking wet uh, yes we smelt like wet dogs yes, after yes. just running a 5k in the go rain back and look at pictures i, I have don't photo. remember i think that. that was the first photo that you and i had ever taken together Could be. 
Um, I remember you gifted me some of your jewelry, yeah, though. I, I do I, remember I that. Did, yeah, mm-hmm. I gifted some, yeah. some toothy stuff to I people, remember but that. I remember that. And I mean, I want to get to the ADHA because that has and has had a huge Absolutely. role in your life. But how did you know you wanted to, to be a hygienist? Like, where, where did you go from high school to college I mean did you I go to college for hygiene right away or I did. Okay. well um, I mean it was the only program I ever went into but um, I had a great dentist you know my, my, my parents uh, did take us to the dentist and I remember my hygienist and my dentist always seeming like they were having fun hmm. um, you know I love music my husband and I love music and they were always doing like music trivia while no they were, and it was fun and uh, so I started asking, Lisa was her name, and I started asking her about hygiene school, and I thought, um, you know, I think I want to do something with people. I think I want to do something in healthcare, probably mm. something a lot of hygienists say. Yeah. And um, at that time, so let's see, I graduated from hygiene school in 84, so I was probably looking 83, 84, you know, applying to hygiene school. The wait yeah. list was incredibly long. Um, and so I thought I should probably look at, have a plan B you know, yeah. in place. And so then I looked at um, radiography and I just felt like I was not going to get to have the same kind of interaction with people okay. in radiography that I was in, in dentistry. Huh. And so, uh, yeah, went right from high school, graduated. Where did you go to school? Uh, North Central Technical College okay. in um, Wisconsin, okay. uh, an associate degree program. And um, I was lucky that, uh, well, I did prereqs, you know, first year, like many people do, got in second year, and then, you know, the jobs were pretty abundant. I had a job before I graduated hygiene school, right? And so, um, subsequently ended up uh, my first year in general practice. Do you remember what your first job was? I do. What was that like? And also, how was your schooling? So, let's go back to that. Like, so you you told me about your anat and phys. Yeah. Um, Exam. You pulled up your socks and you're like, okay, so yeah. Dorothy, we're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> so true. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I hated biochem like everybody else. Right. Uh, but um, if there's anyone that loves biochem, <laughs> I know, show me them. <laughs> come, come forward. Who are you? <laughs> Although, you know, admittedly, I didn't particularly care for microbiology either, but I think it That's was. That's the one I almost failed. Yeah, it was that class where I remember how they always said, there's going to be a time where this is going to make sense. And I remember many times later thinking oh my gosh because when we is think about where time? what well, is the time so well, show me the time <laughs> I mean is I just now do I need to know it now <laughs> hygiene school was hygiene school you know you, I was so when I what were your uniforms like in school oh well, I just polyester Karen, Karen wore tights a white dress white cap I did not have a cap um but we had a, bl- a navy blue not scrubs, though. No, no, no. It was like a polyester, belted, uh, white pants. We had to wear white stockings, not socks, stockings. Photo? I do. Oh, I need this. Photo. I do. Yeah, I do have a photo. Of course, I, I had need an '80s a hair. And now. Oh yeah. I need, I need a. I could do that if for you. You send me a, a then and now. I need a then and now. Totally, I, need I can do that now. <laughs> and that photo. That'll be that fun. That is going to be the cover of one of these videos. Yeah, this whatever. or that. Yeah, then and now. <laughs> I oh have it. God. I'll send it to you. Yeah, I had That's the 80s amazing. hair, you know, um, it, all of it. Everything you imagine in the 80s. I, I was, wish I knew you in the 80s. Yeah, I was doing it. I wish I was my age <laughs> now in the 80s. 
Uh, well, I mean, it's funny because I listen to my kids and, you know, my daughter especially, will play a, she'll play a song. We were in the car the other day. I forget what she was playing. I said, you know, that's not the original. She's like, what do you mean? I go, yeah, it's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> Someday I'll play you the good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, hygiene school was um, fun. You know, I had a great cohort. Um, it was my first leadership role, really, um, in my journey with ADHA. I was, you know, I had an officer role in our student association. Yeah. And uh, between my first and second year of hygiene school, I was elected the student delegate to attend the ADHA um, annual meeting no for way. District 7, which huh. is still the district I live in. But um, So that was my first exposure to ADHA. I always say looking up, seeing you know, the president at the time, who was Pat Ramsey from Massachusetts, still friends with Pat today. Um, and I remember thinking, I, wanna, I want to do that someday. No and way. And I'm going to map my journey to get there. So you mapped your journey just out of school, basically, or still in school? Mm -hmm. I was just so, <laughs> so inspired by, you know, these hygienists who were talking about advocacy and changing the profession and where was it going to be. And I, I think for some odd reason, I thought, you know, they're talking about me. That's going to be me. I'm the future of this profession. Yeah. And I want to be part of what's that going to look like. So what were some of the changes that were being, did you remember any of the big changes that were happening while you were in school? I, I feel like I was so well removed from that and like had blinders on. My main goal was pass classes, pass boards. Well, we were all there. Yeah. No, no doubt. So I don't think I really, I'm Canadian, so I don't really think I knew much about CDHA at the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, I, I don't know that I was so consciously aware, because like you as stuff. a student, yeah. um, but I, I do remember after, or when I started practicing, so that would have been 1987, um, I was licensed in Wisconsin, that's still my home state. Uh, as a dental hygienist, I could not see patients without a doctor, yeah. uh, only with a doctor in the office. We couldn't um, administer local anesthetic. We couldn't administer subgingival antimicrobials. We couldn't do nitrous oxide. And so we couldn't do, I think I said local anesthetic yeah, yeah. or nitrous. Both, um, yeah. So supervision, scope of practice have changed dramatically. And I think that's... So can, can all of those procedures be performed now? Or? Uh, they can all be performed. The level of supervision is a bit different for some of them. Depending which, on licensing yeah. or? Um, well, depending on the, what your state. Or yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Right, state, state by state, it's all yeah. different. But in Wisconsin. Yeah, we can do all of those things. We can't, we cannot do all of those things without a doctor right. in the in the dental practice right. so but you know the the way we were able to deliver care and the places we could deliver it mm. were significantly different you know and I graduated from hygiene school which again I think is a big part of you know where that love of advocacy um, comes from because yeah. I wanted to be part of making the profession better um, yeah. you know when I'm finished in it than when it was when I started so yeah. Um, and it's been fun to be part of that, you know. It's interesting to see in your career, like, probably the most amount of change in our profession. Uh, it's like technology, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm born I'm born in the 80s. I'm, a, I'm an elder millennial. Like, I remember what it's like without cell phones. Yeah. 
pagers crazy and, like, right yeah i remember like trying to record music off of the radio and you had to like push the button on the record button on your mm-hmm. cassette tape at the exact same time to like <laughs> not get the the rec- the guy you know the yeah, like DJ so true. dude and then stop it before he started so then yes. it actually sounded like a real song yes and, like i remember i remember those days like tuning into channels on tv at a specific time yeah and then fighting over who gets the internet when the internet became that's right so i remember right. those days and i like i've seen I feel like I've seen a ton of technology in my like 38 years of life. Um, I don't know if will the next generation of dental hygienists now see as much change in our industry and our scope of practice as you have, because you're you named off five really big things, like yeah. really massive things that take a long time to implement, and you've seen those all happen in your career, which I still consider to be a short time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting in Ontario where I practice. I, I basically can't do any of those things. I can't administer nitrous. I can practice without a dentist. So I can own my own clinic now. Mm-hmm. Which you do. Which I do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, check mark. Yep. I can't give local anesthetic. We finally were able to treat our spouses within the last five years. I and, remember and seeing you post about not that. Considered yeah. sexual abuse. Um, which great dentists have been able to do that forever. Um, so there's a lot of things that I that we still can't do, and I and. There's a lot of red tape, and it's mostly like on the dentist side. And mm-hmm. So you have state boards. We have our dentist associations. So many differences between yeah. all of the states. I wish I could do that. Like, can I do nitrate or can I do uh, resin infiltration, or can I perform this procedure? And then I go to the pinwheel, and I'm like trying to decipher which crazy. Each state. So we we have something similar to that um, that the Canadian Dental Hygienist is put, uh, Dental Hygiene Association has put together. But yours is really beautiful, and it's nice to see certain states are lit up with all of the sections. Yeah, I mean, I think what's the craziest because I use that um, same reference um, as well, and I think what's craziest to me about that graphic is when you think about the fact that we have standards yeah. for dental hygiene education, right? We have accreditation standards, sure. so my educational requirements, so to speak, aren't different right and yet what I can do in every state is and so I you know it's a great question because I think in some states yes they will experience some of those same things because they're not there yet right Right. there's fewer who who aren't but I think the real changes upcoming in our profession at least it's my hope Um, and I was part of a conversation just this week here about um, really starting to think about uh, dentistry as dental medicine. You know, I I often tell the story, and it was like 2004 when I started in the DSO space, and uh, Time Magazine had a cover, uh, magazines, remember, paper. They still happen. Uh, Yeah. I subscribe to them. (laughs) And um, the, the cover was the picture of this body, and it said the body on fire, and it was talking about inflammation and chronic inflammatory infection. And then periodontal disease was uh, listed, and I think... I used that same photo in one of my slides. uh, I have used it in in presentations as well, because I go, that was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we should be farther along, and my hope is that even when we maybe don't have those um, scope and practice things to add, that we will way sooner than later be embracing our role our responsibility I mean I see myself as a provider when I was seeing patients every day and I tell this often when I'm working with our teams you know my feet would hit the floor and I'd say whose life am I going to save today yeah 
because and I think the we can. Really being projected to patients more now. Yeah. Um, like they they are coming in asking for things by name and yeah. evaluating like that oral health isn't an elective part yeah, of, yeah. of their overall health. I was talking to the guy down right down the row here at the CDC, um, and he was telling me about some really cool things they have coming up that are going to be public facing. Yeah. And you know, basically, uh, in the conversation I was in this week, we were, we were kind of just trying to think of like what are the taglines, right? And it's making an invisible. Uh, chronic inflammatory infection, making yeah. that invisible condition visible, visible. so that, you know, well, a little bleeding is not a plug at all, but it, uh, Designs for Vision is where we're recording now. Yeah. They have another booth of there called Reveal, which does just that. So it's like a little system that hooks onto your loops and it lights up areas that have biofilm and inflammation. Yeah. And it's like bright, bright purple. You can't miss right. it. And it's patient this, can own it in a, a different way. Specific bacteria that sets off these porphyrins, uh, which also cancer cells do too. So yeah. it's used by, I don't know if their videos were working, but they had these beautiful videos up of this neurologist doing brain surgery and using their technology to identify clean margins. So now hygienists yeah. and dentists are able to use it for caries removal because the bacteria Streptococcus mutants gives off these porphyrins, which is really cool. So I think we're getting there. Yeah, I think but it's so just too. Like, you know, for every step forward, there's sometimes five steps back because as we're evolving, policies are evolving, but so are those like thresholds that we must meet. Yeah. The fine line and tape, you know, it's like, well, you know, we want a ton of KOLs and we're all of these KOLs to talk about all of these cool pieces of technology. And it's like, boom, Sunshine Act comes in. Like, we can't send you this. Yes, we can't do that. Yes. You can't. Right. So, uh, you know, for everything that we're moving forward, there's always a check and balance somewhere else. Yeah. And, and maybe the responsibility, one of the bigger responsibilities as a provider is, you know, for us to think about outcomes instead of procedures. Sure. You know, it's not about the procedure that I'm going to do. In, I mean, there is a procedure, yeah. but what's the outcome we're trying trying to achieve right. you and know then boom insurance yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna need a whole nother podcast right. for yeah. that right it's yeah. like all could of these good, things could i want to do like there's 10 different <laughs> procedures all into one to achieve yes. that outcome and it's like this will cover this will cover at 50 percent. this one we won't cover at all this one you have to wait two years till yeah. you can have it covered again yeah i know it's yeah. crazy it's it's, it's crazy but but maybe that's the link to you know when we have more public facing um pieces, education, yeah. campaigns, you know, if you think about what we've done with, um, like, uh, you know, the red day for heart yeah. disease, like yeah. we have so much more awareness when we think about, you know, conditions like, mm -hmm. you know, breast cancer, autism, where we've really raised awareness that totally reeducates the public, not yeah. only in what we know about the condition, but how we treat people um, who have it. Yeah, and know? then obviously the connections stem back to this like systemic issue. 